Hi. <laughs> my name is Chester. And when I'm not studying for my homework, I love to listen to the Awkward Kids podcast because that Operator 16 guy, he is pretty cool. He makes me feel less awkward. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are we all doing today? How are you guys? How are my people, my folks? It's been a long time since we have sat down together and talked as a family. It's been a long time since I have been able to do this. So much is going on. So much, in fact, I had to dedicate this episode to my lovely nephew, Paxton Noah. Now, before we start, as always, let me say I am Operator 16, poet, blogger, songwriter, extraordinaire. And this is my podcast, Awkward Kids, where we sit down and talk about everything. Life, love, mental health, all the perspective of hip-hop, because that's what I am. I am a hip-hop head. So let's sit down and talk about what's been going on. This is supposed to be a weekly podcast. When I sat down and started this podcast, it was supposed to be a weekly thing. But, at one, I did not know that, that starting a podcast in, in December is like the worst time because it's the slowest news cycle, like the slowest time of the year for, for the news as far as hip-hop goes in general. And it's just not a whole lot generally talk about like fourth quarter time as far as the, the music industry. So that was kind of my bad. So that's one of the reasons why I haven't been on him more. Just because not a lot to talk about. And I don't want to give you guys a 10-minute podcast. like be, be, Because I have no co-host, there's only so much that I can say and do. And because I am still so very, very new at this, I do not want to give you guys like just me talking for two hours. Because that's probably boring as fuck. But I like to let you guys know on why I have been gone for so long. I have been dealing with my infant nephew, who actually turned three today at the time of this recording. Um, he's been in ICU for the last week. And I didn't have the heart to sit here and talk to you guys. I didn't have the heart to sit here and act like I wanted to talk to anybody most of the time. Um... You know, with everything else I've been through in my life as far as suicide attempts and drug addiction and moving cross country to Alaska, and you know, if you don't know, that's a big part of my story. I lived in Alaska at one point by myself, but throughout all of that, I never once felt like I didn't have control of the outcome of what was going to happen. I, I never once felt like it wasn't going to be okay. Even when the people around me didn't feel like it was, like I, even when the people around me didn't think I was going to be okay, I always felt like I was going to be okay in the long run. And my nephew got sick. I'm going to assume from daycare. That's just me. I don't know if that's true or not. That is my interpretation of what happened. But at the same time, you have to understand that, um, but you have to understand that, um, that he was fine before that. Like, like I, like he had just started daycare. He, um, he had just started daycare. He seemed to be doing well. He was happy. He was growing, you know, typical baby shit. And then all of a sudden, um, he catches a cold 
And it seems like to be like a really aggressive cold. And even then, I I was not super concerned. Like, you know, he's young. He's three months. He doesn't have a whole lot of immune system yet. So I understood that that like that that could be a huge factor in why he had gotten sick. But um, but all of a sudden, like he stopped eating. And, like, couldn't breathe very well. And if you know my nephew, if you had the privilege to, to uh, spend time around him in, 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 in the short time that he's been on this planet, you know that my nephew is an eater. Like, the boy loves to eat. Like, the man can eat. So for him not to eat, there's something wrong. We knew right away, like, something just wasn't right for him to not want to eat. And so... My sister and her husband end up taking him to the hospital and it just seemed to really get very, very serious, very, very quickly. Um, and it went from a cold to like bronchiolitis, I think. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. Don't ask me to say shit. But uh, some bronchiolitis, bronchitis, something like that. And then... All of a sudden, he had RSV, which I had never heard of. RSV couldn't tell you five words about RSV before my nephew got got sick. And so um, now all of a sudden, I have this nephew who goes from just just having a cold to now being rushed to the hospital, then from being rushed to the hospital to 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 being lifelighted or helicoptered to uh Scottish Rite, which is like the biggest children's health it was like the big, the biggest children's hospital here in Atlanta. They take care of a lot of kids. And then on top of that, he's in ICU. So it's like I didn't know what was going to happen to my nephew. Well I'm not Sitting here saying this for you guys to have shock value. I'm not sitting here saying this for so you guys can feel sorry for me. I'm letting you know that in the span of one week, I went from celebrating one of my oldest friends getting engaged to sitting in a hospital wondering if I was going to lose my nephew. Like, this week has been one of the hardest times in my life because of the simple fact that... I had no control and still have no control over what happens with my nephew. I had to sit back and watch him be taken care of by 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 people I don't know. I, I had to sit back and watch him be sedated and have a ventilator in and, and, and a feeding tube and, you know, 10,000 lines in his little body. And this is a a barely even three month old baby who should be at home celebrating his his first Christmas, but instead we were in the hospital. And this is my first Christmas home in three years. I spent the last three Christmases in Oregon and in Alaska and, you know, just doing my own thing. So this is really my first Christmas home in, in years. And to have to spend it in the hospital because I'm going to assume some dumb parent brought their stupid fucking sick child to daycare and damn near killed my nephew with it. It's really hard to sit here 
and not be angry with life or angry with God or to sit here and act like or sit or or sit here and like lie to y'all. Like I've been sitting here wondering why me, why my family, why us, why everything is happening right now. Why couldn't we just have a nice, peaceful, calm Christmas at home? So that's the serious part of all this, right? That's that's been that. Um, and if you don't know, RSV RSV is is, is a respiratory virus, and for kids with strong immune systems, like older kids, or even maybe like toddlers and 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 in adults, for it might it might cause a cold for us. Like that's about it. But the little sweet babies, like my nephew, who have no immune system. This shit is damn near life threatening. And the crazy part about it is when you go into the Scottish Rite Hospital, first of all, you have to walk a fucking country ass mile to get down to the ICU. Why is the ICU for the children's hospital a 15 minute walk from the parking lot? Literally, you have to walk through the hospital and it takes a good 10 to 15 minutes just to get from the parking lot to the ICU. You would think it'd be a little closer. But anyway, to sit there in the ICU and see families like you dealing with this and it makes you feel a little better. It 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 lets you know like, hey, it's not all bad. And you meet so many families like ours going through this and people say, Oh my god, my my child's been in here for a month. I have no idea when we're going home. Like, my nephew got really lucky. Um it's been about a week. He um, is off the, the ventilator. He, um, he actually uh, woke up yesterday. He's still out of it. Like, obviously, when you've been sedated for that long, you're just going to be in and out of it. Um, he actually sounds like Daffy Duck right now. Or Donald Duck, CD. He, um, he just sounds really weird because he had the tube in his throat. So, like, he still can't really talk. But he's 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 he, he's trying. You know, he's he he's always been a little talker. So, he's... He's, um... He's trying to talk and he's trying to move and, you know, he looked my sister in the eyes yesterday and fell asleep in her arms. And, you know, this entire experience has shown me that I don't know where I'm going with this podcast or with this media game and my music and everything that I'm doing. Um, I even have another project that I'm starting. I'm not going to announce yet, but when it comes all together and it's ready for you guys, I will be ready to tell you or even where that project is going to go. But moments like this week, times like this week have shown me that no matter what, my family is all I'm going to have at some point. No matter how much money I make, no, no matter how successful I get, no matter what happens, at some point, my family is all I'm going to have. And if I cannot find the joy in... Times like this, if I cannot sit back and be thankful for family and, and and what I have during times like this, I will never be blessed with with more. So that is why I am not sad that my nephew's in ICU. I'm going to use it as a tool because what it did was force me to be peaceful. It forced me to sit down and find ways to deal with problems with without drugs and alcohol and getting upset because I could, you know, go out and buy a sack of weed and smoke all that shit up. 
do a whole bunch of drugs. And guess what? When I come down, my nephew is still going to be in the damn hospital. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, this situation forced me to, to become so much more than, than what I knew I could be. And because I have bad histories with hospitals and have been in and out of some pretty shitty hospitals over my you know, last four years through all of my mental health um, 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 issues, and including this year, physical health issues, which I guess we'll get into that here in a second as we wrap up my year. Um... I just don't like hospitals, but I couldn't just not go see my nephew because I don't like hospitals. So as hard as it was, and even though I was bawling, and I had to face that fear. And let me tell you guys something. You don't know pain. You don't know real pain until you have to look at your sedated two-month-old nephew in ICU and rub his head and tell him that you're sorry he's got to spend his first Christmas in the hospital. By far, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Makes my ex walking out not look like anything. Like, I can give a fuck about that shit now. So, if you, you know, know me and my family personally, I would like to thank you all for the prayers and the support um Paxton is doing really well he is off the ventilator he is awake still a little raspy um we're hoping that he'll get out of ICU in a couple days get moved to a regular room he he's now on a ram cam which is like the little like tubes in your nose and then from there um the goal is to move him in a couple days out of ICU and get him onto some high flow oxygen and then from there, we're hopeful he'll be home in like the next week. So that is the long, drawn-out story of how my nephew got sick, why I haven't been here. Um, you know, in the end, I want you all to know that two years ago, this would have killed me. Two years ago, seeing that would have been the most depressing thing ever. And I would have fallen into a deep, dark place. But I looked myself in the mirror. And I told myself. You know, you can't do that. You can't do that. There's no way I could do that. And, and it wasn't even about me. It, it, it's about the fact that I couldn't put my family that was already dealing with so much. Having a infant in ICU. I couldn't put them through like this. The, the stress of worrying about me mentally. Because they were already worried about me mentally. They're always worried about me mentally. My family stays worried about me mentally. It, it's it's something that doesn't go away because of what I've done. When you try to commit suicide, your family will always try, will always worry about you. They always will worry if, if you'll slip back into that, that point. So much so where my family doesn't even tell me something. They will purposely not give me information upon what's going on because they know that sometimes Chase doesn't handle things always in, um, in the best way. And it's frustrating because I probably would handle them better if you told me more, but I do understand why they don't say it. Like, I'm not an idiot. So, I hope you guys understand that... Um, now that my nephew is awake and, and we have some clear-cut idea 
of what's going to, you know, go on in, in the near future, um, I'm a lot more open to sitting down and talking with you guys and having these conversations and doing the things that we love to do here because that is what we do here. Um, but it sums up what has been a crazy year, not only in my life, but I think in just hip-hop in general or music in general. Like, th- this year was the first year I really started covering hip-hop in, in depth. Like, I, I started really, like, doing blogging last year, but this year was the first year I actually sat down and, like, really took a hard, a hard-nosed, um, hard-nosed approach to, like, really learning this, this game and learning everything that I wanted to know about it. Um, so when I moved back home, I think was that March, I think from, um, from, from Alaska, I moved back home to Atlanta and, um, I just started to like really start like pay attention. And, you know, I would listen to like the Joe Budden podcast and DJ academics and, and, you know, um, watch, watch everyday struggle and just anything that I could do to soak up music. And this is such a great year for hip hop because we got great beefs like MGK versus Eminem. And I don't care what anyone says, MGK won that beef because he got Eminem to respond. And if you can get Eminem to respond, you have millions of new fans now looking at you. This is a business, and it's a game at the end of the the day, and you got to know how to play it. Period. End of discussion. If you don't know how to play it, you'll end up playing yourself. All right? We got great albums this year. Um, A few of my favorites, Nipsey Hussle. Love that album. Um, Buddy, um, who's actually a Nipsey Hussle artist. Dope. Love Buddy. Um... Pusha T, I feel like had one of the best albums of the year. I, I didn't listen to it a whole lot, but I loved the the production on it. Who else? Who else? Um, fuck, man. I don't know, but there was just some good albums that this year, and even without the albums, I feel like um, I just feel like the the culture in general took a great step forward this year and 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 took a great step in really just learning how to be dope again like when you look at the albums that came out this year we got invasion of privacy by cardi b that is you know that is we're gonna look back and say like that album is probably one of the best female rap albums in a long time like i'm a huge cardi b fan love her personality i don't care if she doesn't write her own raps half y'all whack ass niggas don't don't write your own raps not an issue for me because i've written well over 150 songs and that's just and, and that's just and that's just since i started counting like last year if i were to go back and count all the songs i've written in my life probably close to like three to four hundred honestly but you know, I don't blame her. She knows how to play the game. We got KOD by J. Cole. Another great album. Um, I don't listen to it, like, really that much re- 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 repetitively. There's still a few tracks in there. Like, I-, I listen to, like, like, like 1985. Um, I think it's, like, Kevin's Heart. I love that 
that song. A few songs in there I still listen to, but overall, I don't listen to it as much. However, um, anytime J. Cole, you know, drops an album and goes platinum with no features, again, we love it. Um, Astroworld. Funny, 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 funny thing about Astroworld, right? So if you don't know, Astroworld is actually the name of, um, or was the name of Six Flags Over Houston at one point. And that's exactly where Travis got got the name from this album from. Hence why the album cover is like an amusement park. And I actually remember going to Astroworld as a kid, like with my cousins um, and my sister. And, and, and I used to love Astroworld. So that's why I was like... I thought it was really freaking dope um, that Travis did that. The Black Panther album, that's going probably, that's probably one of the biggest albums of the year. Lil Wayne made his comeback this year. Like, those are just some of my favorite albums of the year. So I just want to tell you guys, you know, exactly. Like, we got some really good albums this year in hip-hop. Like, really, really good albums um and and i think that looking back on it when when you do look at everyone who 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 dropped this year and just the success of the albums this year with cardi and jake hall and travis and jay-z and beyonce and black and black panther and you know even eminem with his kamikaze album like this is going we're gonna look back and see this was a really good year for the culture for what music is in this genre. I'm excited to see where the genre goes next year. I'm excited to like enter in this 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 genre really really big next year. Um I've got some new music I I'm, I'm working on. I've got a song coming out I think like tomorrow actually I'm going to put that shit up. But um got shit going on. Um just excited for for this culture, man. I'm mean, how could you not love hip hop? Like it is the heart and soul of all music, if you ask me, all music pulls from pulls something from from hip hop. If if you ask me, just me. So here's to the future. Here's to me putting my stamp in 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 hip hop. Hopefully next year we'll be doing this podcast from a studio instead of where we currently are. But gotta start somewhere, and well, that's where we are. And keeping with the theme of weird shit that happened this year in 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 hip-hop can we talk about Blueface? can we please you know i don't mean to be a party pooper i never mean to like sit here and and like act like i don't support young talented black men i do like I want all black men to be successful. I want all you to get your money. I want all you to find love and happiness and, and you know, do what you want to do. But it's, I, I, I just can't take niggas like Blueface seriously. I can't. First of all, son, I don't care how, how thug you are. We just don't sag down to the fucking balls anymore, okay? If, if your pant level, if your pants start midway through your dick son we don't do that no more pull your pants up okay it's it it's okay not to sag anymore no one will see you as less thug you'll still be the same person and also i just don't find his music all that great it's catchy and his voice is definitely like makes you listen 
but I listen to his music and, and, and I'm just like, I don't hear anything that I don't feel like I myself couldn't do or anyone out here who had a computer and a mic couldn't do. So I find it very, very, very odd that in the midst of a year, this guy goes from nothing to, to, to being signed by Birdman and WAC 100. Like, how the fuck does that shit work? And what pisses me off about niggas like 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 Blueface is that we sit here and, and, and we champion that shit. Meanwhile, the lyrical artist who, who who puts his heart and his soul into this shit and who puts out twenty five thousand dope deep songs don't get a don't get a play. But Mister Fucking Benjamin Button Face Tattoo looking ass nigga can sit here and put out Tatiana and. and and rap off beat and, and and look like a complete and fucking utter clown, because I because that's what I'm calling you, Mister Blueface. You look like a complete and utter fucking clown. Yet you're the one getting all the 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 the, the attention. And this is my issue with our genre right now. It, it is that our genre is, is is being pushed by white people, and they love that shit. They love to see the face tats and you popping pills and, and talk like that because that's what they think it means to be black and they want to be black so bad. They want this melanin drip so fucking bad that they're willing to pay you to act like a complete and utter fucking coon. Meanwhile, the real artists don't get shine because they refuse to act like that. So y'all can sit here and keep championing that motherfucker Y'all can sit here and keep acting like that nigga's really dope. I do salute his game, his business come up. I, I, I know exactly how he came up because I looked it up. That's actually a very smart way of coming up. He uh, definitely, you know, did it the smart way. But, nigga, blue, p- people like Blueface come along 5, 10, 25 in a generation. I... I I will be shocked, shocked if, if if he's still around in five years. That's just me. Because, you know, my favorite rappers are have, have been around for more than five, five years, like DMX, who will be getting out of prison next month. Now, if you remember, DMX went in prison, I believe, in March. And I don't even know what for, maybe taxes, maybe drugs, who knows with DMX. But <laughs> he's supposed to get out in January. He was sentenced to a year, but early release, you know, you do about nine months or whatever. And so apparently he's ready to get, to get back to work and has a bunch of new music coming. And I got to be honest with you, I may be 26, but I'm very much interested in new DMX. Because DMX, when, 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 when he's got everything going good in his life, is dark, twisted, and tormented as fuck. Like a lot of us artists are. I mean, that nigga is fucking tormented as shit. So, can can you imagine how dark and gritty and witty his music's gonna hit, hit that that music will be when literally all you've had to do for months is just write and write? That's why when artists come home, they hit the ground running because you have nothing to do. Like, and I've never been in jail. Never been arrested. Never been in jail. So I'm not gonna say I act like I have. But when I was living in Alaska, 
and it was like the 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 dead of winter, and we couldn't go outside because only four hours of sunlight and negative fifteen degrees out, out outside. You ain't, you ain't trying to be out there. I would just write and write and write because all I had time to do. So I feel it. I feel like DMX is, is going to come home and you know put his name back in the game permanently, and and, and because it's two thousand eighteen. Old heads like DMX, because he's an older rapper, they have a lane now. See, rap is no longer just a young man's game. You, you can rap until you're 50 if you actually have good, a good message and content. So that's why I don't give up on my dream because I'm 26. Like, I know if I put out dope projects and dope shit, I could be making decent money off this in, in, in a couple years and still only be 28. Like, I'll be fine. So... I'm happy to see DMX come home. I'm happy to see black men get out of jail. Free 6 9 That's all I got to say about that. Because Instagram is boring without 6 9 Holy shit. Have you realized how boring Instagram is without 6 9 Like, it's boring. It's utterly boring. These hip-hop blocks are... Ain't got shit to talk about now. Academics can only post like like twice like twice a week. It literally changed the landscape of social media hip hop. Like just by him going to jail, which is crazy. Like who would have thought this little Daniel Hernandez kid would have actually done all of this, right? I just want him back so, so I can have more pop and shit on the timeline. Because, boy, that, that motherfucker kept my timeline. Letting dead. Let. You hear me? My timeline used to be fucking lit. All the time. When 6 9 was, you know, around. All right, guys. Last topic. All right. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't know how this beef started. I don't remember how it started. Don't really care either. All I know is that for some odd freaking reason, for some odd freaking re reason, the Migos and the and Bone Thugs and Harmony are having a beef. Well, let me say, like, not necessarily Bone Thugs and Harmony, but it is definitely, um, it's definitely, um, Lazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony, which is, like, crazy because I know a few people, right? And even though the Migos act real gangster, like, I know people who actually know them and who knew them for a long time and... We all just know that's not entirely true. I'm not saying they they won't beat your ass. I'm not saying they don't act real real gangster. I'm just saying that if you're looking for actual gangsters, you may want to look in another place. All right, look out there. Um, so basically, these niggas are out here having a dick swinging contest. It's partially why I forgot the <laughs> part the reason why I forgot why they were actually beefing because I try not to take too much time out of my day to give a fuck about these rap beefs that are about like dick swinging dick swinging contests like this one now if it was about something like a lot deeper i would you know probably care more but 
as we all know, the Amigos think they're the best things in sliced bread. Excuse me. Always saying how they're the biggest group in the world. And Lazy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony just tried to come out and say, nah, like, y'all are good. Y'all are, you know, y'all are big, obviously, but he feels like they're not the best or the biggest hip hop group of all time. And that's how you should feel as an artist. As an artist, you should feel like you're the shit, like no one's bigger than you and better than you. And while the Migos are dope, yes, the Migos are huge, the Migos are successful, you know, I personally have, have, have been a Migos fan since since way before they were famous. Um, I'm talking back to, to like the YRN days. Most of y'all probably don't even know what, what YRN stands for. Let's keep it that way. But I've been a Migos fan for a long time. But to say they're like the biggest or best I'm, I'm, I'm hip hop group ever, that means we're looking over Wu Tang Clan and like Outkast and 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 D4L and Bone Thugs and Harmony. And it's like I can't put you in that category and say you're better than them just because you have more album sales. All right, you come from a or you have more streams or more money or whatever you 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 think you have more than. And that's exactly what. Lazy Bone was saying, like, he just pretty much said, like, like he, he he didn't agree with that. And, you know, pretty much told him to put some respect on the Bone Thugs and Harmony name. And, like, all dumbass rappers, I, I, I'll say it goes, Let, let's have a bankroll challenge. <laughs> That's why I fucking hate rappers, bro. That's why I hate these niggas. These mainstream dumbass niggas. And, yes, I'm calling... Offset a mainstream dumbass nigga. I don't care. You know why? Because if you run up on on me, I'm still gonna act the same way. I don't. I I'm not one of these people who's going to pop off the internet and and, and and not say shit to you in person. I'm gonna tell you to your face. I think you're a dumbass nigga. Love your music. Think you're dumb. So you know he flexes his bankroll, and that's the issue with these these motherfuckers nowadays. And that's what Lazy Bone was. Was saying like every time you you test them on on skill or on something other than what they believe in, they want to run to well, well, I got more money than you. See, that's what a poor man and his soul does when he has nothing else to talk about. When a poor man's soul speaks and it's irritated, he's going to talk about his money or artificial shit or or whatever just keeps the conversation. Uh, away from the fact that he knows you're better than than he is. Because if I'm comparing the two people, right? If I'm comparing Lazy Bone and Offset, lyrically, legacy-wise, rap ability-wise, while Offset may have the bigger hit necessarily, while Offset may have more money, I can't say he's a better rapper than than Lazy Bone or has or will even have the the same lifelong cultural impact that a Bone Thugs and and Harmony do. Nigga, do you know I play first of the month every first of the month? Still play Crossroads. Boom 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 boom. Fucking love that song, man. So in the end. This is a dick swinging contest because none of us will ever actually know (laughs) 
if one's bigger than the other because it's a matter of opinion. It's 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 kind of like in sports when 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 we're forced to have these these debates like would the 2017 Warriors team beat the um beat like the 04 Lakers or, or like the 01 Lakers like we don't know it's never going to happen and and, and the same thing we, um we're always trying to do these cross era comparisons in like music and in sports and it's just like they're so stupid because all it becomes is a big old dick swinging contest and there's no real answer to it however i I I will say, Lazy Bone, you'll never hear this. I don't worry about this. That was one of the worst diss tracks I've ever heard in my life, dog. You can't sing no diss track to a nigga. You 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 got to come hard hard. You know you got to hit him in a jab or something. Man, come on. I know you can do better. I'm disappointed. I was rooting for you. We was all rooting for you. Tyra Bank style. You just released like the worst diss record I've ever heard in my life, bro. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just saying. I'm not even gonna link y'all to it, but if you do want to hear, it's called "Let Me Me Go." You, you know, you heard me right. It's called "Let Me Go Me Go," which I'm just like, you you could have came up with a better name, dog. I just don't know what to do. About this, so I'm gonna go find myself once again. My name is Operator 16. If you guys do not know, I am a poet, I am a blogger, I am a songwriter, I am a hip hop head, I am a rapper. Please be sure to look out for my new song, Opioids, dropping tomorrow, December 28th, on my SoundCloud. That is Operator 16, soundcloud.com class Operator 16. Maybe on some streaming sites soon. I don't know, we'll see how that goes. Just wanted to let you guys know that, that I love you guys. Take care of yourself. Mental health is wealth. Make sure you go and check that out. And before we end the episode, I would like to tell you guys about my artist of the week. Comes all the way from the Bay. It is my boy, my partner, my man, Leroy the Innovator. Now, I, of course, I will link you guys to his newest mixtape. It's called Earthquake. And what I love about Leroy is that Leroy is like, to me, comes off as, as a young E-40. And I, and I know that's like really big praise. But he has like that, that like witty California laid back flow. Like it's super lazy, but it's witty. And when he raps, like you, you listen to it. He he just says things that make you want to listen again. His new songs are amazing. One of my personal favorites is um, what's the favorite? Is Elephants, or which, and also just another Earth Story. Dope music. I actually have like what like two of his mixtapes on my phone, two or three. So um, if you guys need the link, I will make sure to link you to it. Once again, that is Leroy, L-E-E-R-O-Y, the innovator. If you don't know how to spell um, innovator, get your dumb ass on the internet and look it up. I'm Operator 16, kids. I love you. Peace.